0: there's a big difference between when you're 29, 39, even 49 years old, and the the market drops as compared to being 59 or 69. Understanding where you're at so that you don't run out of money is really, really important. Making sure that you understand the risk that you're taking and you're being compensated for it.
1: more than just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sidel is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer.
2: It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sidel, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Big news from the Federal Reserve. On June 15th, the Fed met, and they discussed the most pressing macro- economic topics concerning the nation, including employment, interest rates, and inflation. As a result, they raised the interest rates by 75 basis points. The question is, how is this going to affect bonds and the stock market? Will there be an overall effect on the economy and employment? Will there be a recession? And most importantly, what can you do to protect yourself from the effects of these decisions and the potential recession? No matter what happens You'll have the option for navigating these uncertain times, and there will be steps you can take to protect yourself. Creating a comprehensive financial plan starts with a complimentary meeting so we can discuss where you are, where you want to be, and how to get there. This is Leanne Sidel, and here to help us with all our questions and give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Siddell. Hi, Ed.
0: Hey, Leanne. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, and it just seems like, you know, it, it's... Uh, uh, the same topics, but uh, they, they just change a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I want to say that we harp on the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan. And people are like roll their eyes, I'm sure, when they hear that again and again. But that's because that is kind of what gives you where the market's been and what the expectation is on where it's going to go.
0: Well, and, so. you know, and this is so important because, um, you, you know, and I think in the last podcast, we talked about this, too you know right now i mean bonds right as the feds raise the the rate 75 basis points what that means is that's th- 3 quarters of of 1% you, you know Powell said again today so today is the 21st of now uh, today's the 22nd is it the nice 22nd? try 20- <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're having okay so it's it's later in june than what i thought but you know he he said that they're they're going to continue to raise rates at least 75 basis points. So, you know, that has a huge impact, especially on bonds. You know, we talked about TLT before, which is the iShare 20 year treasury. You know, when you think of bonds and treasuries, that's the safe haven. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm retiring. Let's go ahead and stick them in bonds right now because they're the conservative
2: bucket, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and bonds have been on a bull run for about, you know, 35, 40 years. And that twenty-year Treasury is down twenty-four percent, twenty-four point six one percent this morning. I, I haven't looked at it right before we started this, but that's a big deal. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, and, you know, especially if you think that you're you're being conservative.
2: But I, I hear a lot of people say the same thing over and over again. Uh, this has never happened before. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you that the fundamentals are necessarily being followed as to where you. But this has happened before.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's reminiscent of, you know, what happened, uh, under Carter. Okay. I mean, we, we've had recessions before we've had bear markets before, uh, you know, if you look at what happened, you know, the tech bubble, I mean, that never broke even. I mean, technically it never broke even the month that it was about to break even. We went into, that was October, 2007. Um, that was the beginning of the, the housing bubble. Um, so technically from the, the, tech bubble all the way until 2012, I mean, it took that long of a period of time for it to, to break even. So people say, well, it's never happened before. Maybe not the exact circumstances, um, but everyone goes, oh my gosh, this is the worst storm ever. This is the perfect storm. It's just a different storm. And, you know, just like back then, there's things you can do even now in the midst of this to make sure that um, you protect yourself.
2: Yeah. And, and and essentially when you put together a financial plan, you you build in the ups and downs of the market from one year to the next. It's it's not like we're forecasting. We're basing it off of uh, of historically it's where it's taken the
0: panic out of the market, the fear, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, fear and greed, the two things, and it's been greed, greed, greed. And now it's fear, um, yeah. ducking cover. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, and you're absolutely right with that because. Starting with a plan, especially now, you want to make sure you have enough cash reserves set aside. It goes back to the safety, income, and growth. I know everyone's tired of hearing about that, but I mean that's the strategy. That's the premise for anyone. And so when we talk about safety, how much money do you have? That's your emergency fund. You you hear what with Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman. I mean, pick someone. All, myself, we all all the experts. We all agree that you need to have six to twelve months cash reserves set aside. And it has very little to do with rate of return. Yeah. And it's for situations just like this. And actually, really, over the last couple of years, because that downturn because of COVID in, in 2020, so a lot of people still haven't recovered from that. And it's just ongoing. And so if you had that six to 12 months cash reserve set aside, it gives you breathing room. It also gives you the ability to not have to liquidate those assets at a loss, right? So that's what they call sequence of return risk, okay? Mm-hmm liquidate those assets at a loss just to be able to maintain your lifestyle. Um, and that's a big deal.
2: And I and I think people prior to this market that we've been dealing with, they all said, I can't handle having that much money sitting on the sidelines. It would make them crazy. Or earning so, one
0: basis point. It, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And
2: they have to understand that that, again fits right in with what you're talking about. It, it's not about the growth of that bucket. It's about the...
0: Liquidity. It has everything to do with liquidity, has very little to do with rate of return. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. And, and that's why, you know, safety, income, and growth, you know, you, making sure that, that things are, are separated in the right way so that you have enough money set aside, especially in inflationary times, because when we're right now, everything is costing more. Okay, and if we're looking at, you know, how can we adjust income to to cover food and gas, energy, right, power right now, especially, I don't know, what is today, 99 degrees, right, so the AC is kicking on, you know, how how do we cover that? Well, if most people, um, most Americans, the the single largest asset that they have, it's their pre-tax retirement, whether it's a TSP or Thrift Savings Plan, 457, 403B, 401K, IRA, whatever it is. So the more you pull out to cover those costs, you, you have that other cost too, which are taxes, and that's also a big deal because now you're having to liquidate those assets at a loss. All right, mm-hmm. so you're getting hit with inflation, which is a tax. You're having to pay uh, federal, state, and local taxes, especially if you're here in Ohio. You know now now you're getting the the triple whammy, which is your the the recovery, not being able to recover from the loss, and that's why going down the pike, those that are retired and and Need to take their required minimum distributions. Mm-hmm. That's also a big deal because if you didn't have a strategy in place, that is based on December thirty first of the previous year when the market was up, and now just year to date, as of I don't know what it is right now because it's a little bit up and down. I think it's almost even, but you know the it was down a little over. Um, You're talking 22%. about today, yeah, today S and P twenty two percent for the year, year to date for the S and P five hundred. Okay, I think uh, the Nasdaq, you know, was down. Uh, whatever 30 31 32 33. Yeah, um,
2: and the Dow what was the Dow at today? Uh
0: I didn't look at that, but I think yesterday it was, you know, about 16%. Okay. So it, it because yesterday was it, the the market was up about.
2: Well, yes, and, couple, and that, couple that caused a lot of people to think that they were missing out. They're, They're like, "Oh my gosh, gosh. Like, yeah,
1: oh, like, <laughs> no.
0: you know, but, that that's that bear market rally that we're always talking about. Yeah. It 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 is
2: People <laughs> don't know when to get in. And a lot of those people they're trying
0: to time the market and yet just can't. And that's why having a plan is so important. I mean, it it really is.
2: Okay. So what's the difference between wealth preservation and income? I obviously this is a question that I think we get is a lot. relatively well, but it it sounds like it would be something that is common sense. But let's let's go through that.
0: All right. So the income is what you need to be able to cover your expenses and not just expenses, but your lifestyle, because that's what retirement's all about. All right, Um, when you retire, you go from getting that paycheck where everything, taxes, everything taken out, healthcare, all that stuff, you just know what your deposit is to saying, all right, when I retire, I'm giving all that up. Now I got to create my own paycheck. And that paycheck, what you're paying yourself comes out of your savings in retirement. And you need to make sure that it covers everything, your expenses and your lifestyle cost. And that's really important, especially in an inflationary period like this, when everything's costing more and more, and especially if everything's pre-tax. Whereas wealth preservation, it's more about, okay, with where I'm at right now, how much money am I willing to risk? And how much can I risk? It's it's that the risk budget that we always talk mm-hmm. about, which is, okay, mathematically, because everything's based on the math, how much can I lose and still be able to maintain my retirement? Versus how much can I lose and still be able to sleep at night? And it changes, you know, as, as the life happens, you know, personally and in the world with what's going on right now, you know, two years ago, it was, or three years ago, people were way more risky. You know, it's, well, and, in, and,
2: and honestly, when you're up in a market and you're looking at the fact that you've achieved 23%, maybe last year, you're saying, Okay, I can afford to lose 15%. But when you actually lose the 15%, and in the beginning of the market, it hurts. It, it, it definitely hurts. Now,
0: hurts. Yeah, I mean, it resonates, yeah. right? I mean, it, yeah. it really does.
2: So, when it comes to income, it's not about earning the most out of it. it really, what we're looking at is the most from your income of your retirement. Yeah, rate. so
0: if we look at safety, income, and growth.
2: Yeah. So, right? wanna... so
0: it's that, you know, it's it's what we have on the income side, which is also the conservative. That's your, you know, Social Security, pension, right? Annuities, because annuities are really just a pension. Um, I mean, that's what it is. Guaranteed income, dividend-paying stocks, uh, maybe I-bonds, things like that, um, rental income. You know, anything that continues to, to pay that, your lifestyle cost making sure that no matter what happens in the market, you have enough set aside for that, you know, five to seven years to to give, you know, everything on the growth side, which is the market, uh, the the chance to recover. Okay. And that wealth preservation, that's what it's all about. Making sure that that money continues to last and that goes right to the sequence of returns.
2: Yeah. So when you're near or in retirement and the market volatility could be, could have this enormous impact on your lives, markets have had big swings in the past and currently. But I guess the main question that I want to ask is when you're trying, what do you do about that emotion of not watching those swings when it comes to that income? How do you make sure that you've got enough income?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the rules change, right? I mean, most of the families that, and, and people that we help, I mean, they, they've they entered a whole new phase in their life, right? They're 50 plus, they're at, in, or close to retirement and they want to make sure they they get their questions answered, you know, because there's a big difference between when you're 29, 39, even 49 years old, and the, the market drops as compared to being 59 or 69 or 79. So understanding where you're at so that you don't run out of money is really, really important. Understanding how your assets are allocated, making sure that... You understand the risk that you're taking and you're being compensated for it. I mean, that's, that's a big, most people don't understand. We get questions all the time. When people come in the first time and they bring in their statement and say, can you take a look at these? And they said, you know, can you look at these and tell me how much risk I'm taking and, and how do you even know? How, how do we even, you know, quantify it? I mean, it's, and that's really, really important, but you never get those questions when the market's going up. You know, you only get it when things are going down. Right? Yeah. And and this is really, you know, advisors, you know, financial professionals, you know, this is when we earn our money. Well, and and not that I'm going to pivot too much, but I know a lot of our
2: clients, uh, they give to charities. Yes. And, and building that into the retirement plan in the way in which it makes the most tax sense is something that you definitely have built into the plan. But those questions. So let's talk about the ins and outs of that charitable contribution and how we can take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. So you can deduct charitable contributions as long as it's to a 501c3, which is a public charity. Okay. So that's the IRS tax code. Um, and the, the contributions that you make, um, they reduce your tax bill as long as you can itemize. And that's really important because remember, the standard deduction went up as part of the the this new tax code that expires December 31st of 2025. So the basically the standard deduction doubled for everyone. You know, if you're single under the age of sixty-five, um, it's twelve thousand. I think seven or eight hundred this year. If you're sixty-five and, and older, you know, single, uh, widow, divorce, widower, uh, it's it's thirteen and just just shy of fourteen thousand. Okay. Now, and if you're married, it's just shy of 25000 If you're under 65, if you're over 65, it's just shy of 27000 So the itemized means you have to have enough expenses and deductions that exceed those standard deductions. So that's really important. And you need to understand, you know, when you're making those contributions to a public charity, because you can deduct generally about 60% of your adjusted gross income, you know, for cash. But if you donate an asset, th- this is where it gets tricky, okay? Um, that can only apply to about 30% of your adjusted gross income. So when I talk about an asset, you know, that's like a car, yeah. you know, things things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and you want to keep records of of that and give it to your CPA or your accountant so that they can keep track of it.
2: Well, um, okay, so if you're someone who values the gift of giving, donating can be a mainstay of your retirement plan. That's kind of what I, I wanted to... To focus on the fact that a lot of people are dismissing that right now, and we want to make sure that they understand that that can inevitably that that can maintain in their plan.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, and you know, especially if you're if you're taking required minimum distributions. Yes, um, that's- you know, you can do. We do this a lot. It's we rearrange things. Okay, that's what. I and. Was. So you get the biggest bang for your buck. So it comes right off the top. You don't have to worry about that 60%. You know, I mean, it just, it, it's like putting money into your retirement, whether it's a, you know, 401k, 403b, whatever it is, thrift savings plan. You know, if you're making $100,000 a year and, you know, you put 10000 in your retirement plan, your W-2, and it's a pre-tax, your W-2 is now $90,000, well, it's the same thing when it comes to a QCD, which is a qualified charitable distribution. And we do this all the time where, you know, people have charitable inclinations, they're giving to their church and a couple other charities, um, and now they have to take their RMDs. And that RMD may throw them into a higher tax bracket. It could cause the taxation on their Social Security and then or the means-based med- testing yeah, on the their Medicare. yeah Medicare, the means-based testing. So taking advantage of that QCD, it takes it right off the top. So let's just say that you know they've got five hundred thousand dollars in their um, IRA, pre-tax IRA. They have to take an RMD. So I, I'm just going to round. It's a little bit less, but you know it's it's about four. Let's just say it's four percent. So that's about twenty thousand dollars. And if they use part of that, let's just say their charitable inclinations are fifteen grand, fifteen thousand. Yeah, they um, And you can actually take it directly out of the IRA to that church and the other charities. Now, the IRS is still recognizing that as a distribution and you get credit for the RMD, but you're not getting taxed on it. So it completely comes off the top, especially if you're not itemizing. That's a really, really good way of, of doing it. And then, you know, there's some other things that you can do as far as charitable remainder trust. I mean, you, you can really boil it down. And, you know, for, for those who need some really extensive tax planning, who have charitable inclinations, especially in times like these where you can gift money and get the biggest bang for your buck. Well, and
2: I think I, I'm not going to stray too far from the charitable, you know, distributions, but I, we have clients that or, or people that we've spoken to in the past, and sometimes they literally are not proactive about their tax planning at all. Yeah. They just simply scratch a check, that's just the way it is, and and they write and without knowing how they can save themselves, how they can save on that when they're in retirement, ways in which they can make that a tax bill, a little bit less.
0: And, well, and, and get, you know, more use out of their money too because that's, again, that's wealth. It's not what you make or save. It's what you get to keep, right? And so, especially in times like these, you know, the further you can stretch that dollar, the better off you are and the less danger you are of, of running out of money.
2: Okay, well, all good information today. I, I know it's short and sweet, but we kind of want to finish out today um, just, again, encouraging everybody to go and get that whether it be questions answered or get a second look at your retirement plan.
0: Understand how much risk you're taking in your portfolio, whatever it is.
2: Now is the time to get those questions Absolutely. answered. So if you want to reach out to us um, by email at info at egsifinancial.com, or you can give us a call right here at the office at 614-526-4118, or go to our website and schedule you know a 15-minute phone call with Ed just to get those questions answered at Uh, E-G-S-I-Financial.com. That's our website. Uh, Again, great information. Thanks so
1: much. Thanks, Leanne. your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up and Ed Sedel is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five six
2: We'll be